Welcome to the Bad Decisions, Good Choices podcast. I'm Mac. And I'm Laura. What the fuck is up, guys? What's up? And we are two best friends with some shit to say. So, welcome. Welcome to the shit. <laughs> welcome to the shit. <laughs> I'm fucking tired. And me too. <laughs> and I got an hour of sleep last night. Oh, damn. That's my new single. Called an, I got an hour of sleep. Wow, it made me slightly emotional. That's beautiful. Thanks. I worked really hard on it for five <laughs> seconds in my head. <laughs> it was the, the five seconds as you were falling asleep. <laughs> That's where the true genius is. Right there. Right in that Right as you're moment. falling asleep and in the shower. Yup. Oh, the only place shower to... thoughts. Shower thoughts. Dude. I've thought of so many things in the shower that are that are just like absolutely not going to happen. <laughs> Have you seen the thing where it's like uh, the showers uh, or the sink and where the dishes? Oh shit! You're fucking welcome. <laughs> Why is that so funny? It's great. It's fucking incredible. And now you'll never take a shower the same again. <laughs> I don't. I can't handle that. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's good. It's oh, good. <laughs> shit. Okay, so one time, do you remember, and if she ever listens to this, please know that I hope you know that I think you are an absolute angel. Do you remember Trinity Statham? I do. She Dude. wasn't. No. I yeah, love she, her. I was going to say, she probably still is. I just haven't. Yeah, wow, I just haven't yeah, talked no, to her. I fuck with her. she fucking rocks. And one time, I went to go hang out with her, and, um... This, this reminds me of what you, this like reminds me of what you just said. We were like at this place, I think it was called Saturn Grill, and um, she was not sober <laughs> in the middle of the day, and we were my girl, <laughs> not by alcohol, and my girl, <laughs> <laughs> and I was not, and we were just sitting there, and I didn't know that she was, like I had no idea. And so we were sitting there at Saturn Grill, and then she's just, like, looking at the menu, and I said, well, what's, what do you, do you know what you want? You've been looking at your menu for, like, a couple fucking minutes. And she just goes, you know those commercials with the bars of soap, and they put, like, little paper people on it to show you, like, what it does to your skin? And I was like, What? What a weird conversation for a restaurant. But yes, I do know what you're talking about. She goes, what if that is us and like in the soap world, and I'm not fucking joking you. Oh, she no. said in the soap world. She said in, she said in the soap world, like our lives last like three seconds like they do in that commercial. But to us, like we're living a full lifetime what? and when it storms outside that's just somebody taking a shower and using us as the bar of soap which is why there's natural disasters and this was a lot to fucking take in i didn't even get my water yet dude like i don't, I don't even know how to handle this right now oh <laughs> shit and so i was like are you good or and she just goes Oh, yeah, I just, I ate something before this. I was like, sick, dude. And that's the last time I hung out with her. Not Man. of intention, but just because we're both busy. But, like, I fucking love her. We're both busy, yep. <laughs> so, Trinity, uh, you probably will never listen to this. But if you do, I love you for that. And you probably don't even remember saying that. But it changed my life. So, 
But these are the deep thoughts <laughs> that she, we're going to think about forever now. Right? Like, <laughs> Changed my rocks. fucking life. There have been so many times where I'm just like, I'm like, when it's raining outside, I'm like, I always, like, I think about that, like, every three months. I'm like, fuck, it's raining. Where that bar of soap? Like, Man, she made the biggest impact on you. She has no really? idea. No idea. Like, don't ask me to recite my social security number by memory, but I can tell you about that we're soap people, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you about it. So just, I have a lot of useful information. Okay, so before we get started, I just wanted to ask that, because I thought about this on the way here, like, why the fuck do rappers always want to fuck someone else's bitch? Do you ever, like, think of that? Like, in every, in every single fucking rap song, they're like, I'ma fuck your bitch. Like, get your own. Nah, I don't think about that, because it's, I don't, dudes are just dogs, man. I, I, okay, so I asked, and you- Sorry to all the Y chromosomes- that listen to this, only if you listen to this, I fucking love you. Yeah, if you listen to this, then this doesn't apply to you. This does not apply to you. Um, but no, I don't. Guys always want some shit that's not their own. Always. It's just, so I asked um, somebody this um, a couple months ago, actually, because I, like, I thought about this a month ago and then I revisited it today because of who I am as a person. And I was like... I said, I was like, why do people, somebody I did jujitsu with, I was like, why do people always want to fuck somebody else's bitch? Like, like, like literally get your own, like stay out of people's lives and get your own bitch to fuck. And the dude, without hesitation, looks me in the eye. He said, it's a territorial thing. Like you just want to fuck somebody else's bitch. That was was my next, they're animals. (laughs) Yeah, like, oh, you think that's yours? I'm going to fuck her too. And I was just like, wow, um. How about we don't do I that? I swear to God, dudes can smell that shit. If you just recently got fucked, at least five more guys are going to line up and be like, mm, like I'm next. My turn. <laughs> oh, wait. I want to do that, too. Let me, let, me, let me pee on you, girl. Like, no, I'm not into that. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> Have you ever had a dude? No. Fucking no. Dude, and, when I was, like, 23... <laughs> No, like, I know people that are into that, but no, fucking no. I think I made it pretty clear up front, not fucking down for that shit. Dude, when I was, like, 23, there was this dude, he was from, like, fucking Tinder, which, of course. Of course. Of course. And I don't even remember his name, but, like, we were just having a normal-ass conversation, and then out of nowhere, he, like, tries to get sexual, and I was like, like it it was one of those like i thought you were cute when i matched with you and then now that we're talking you're kind of stupid that's definitely how tinder works yeah it's just that's just how it is it's the whole algorithm yeah so we were having a normal ass conversation and then out of nowhere he was just like i like i want to i want to pee on you and i was like was this message meant for me? Like, that was what I responded with. And he just goes, yeah, LOL. And I never talked to him again. Who the fuck just says that? Man, I guess it's Tinder, man. Shoot your shot. But not with P on another person. No, there's there's other places for that. <laughs> like the toilet. Be in the toilet. Yep, yep. Or in the shower, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm getting we're getting off on a tangent, but yeah. All the tangents. <laughs> so 
how was your week been, dude? Like, how was your week? Well, well, first of all, let's recap. I was gone last week yeah, in Maryland. So I that's fucking missed you. On podcast. I missed you too, B. So the thing I wrote down to talk about my week was, you want to hear a bad joke? Yes, always. College. <laughs> that's my fucking week. Yeah. That and um, I've been going to yoga class, and uh, that's the most challenging part of my week, really, is... Mm-hmm. Uh, Going to yoga class, trying to fool myself into a fucking pretzel and trying not to fart in the dead fucking silence. <laughs> always. Always the hardest thing of my week. I'm like, wow, this is so relaxing. But you can't relax too much. Yeah, you cannot. <laughs> no, not at all. So my heart rate actually never goes down. Dude, you just have to like... This is so gross. But you just have to like master the art of farting without a noise. Which never. took me a couple years to figure out. <laughs> like, when I went to visit Cody, I was, he, first of all, this motherfucker <laughs> farted so loud in the morning. And, um, and I was like, Cody, because I, like, I call him Cody Marie. I was like, Cody Marie, like, how, do you, <laughs> how, would, you, how would you feel if I farted? He was like, well, girls don't fart or poop, so... That's physically impossible. Like, with the straightest face of all time. And I was like, do you understand, like, how many times I've farted on your leg while we're sleeping? And there's two things I'm guaranteed to do in my sleep. It's grind my teeth and fart. Always. For me, it's drooling and farting. So I'm a baby. (laughs) I also talk sometimes in my sleep, and that just gets fucking crazy, too. Have you ever, like, told... Has anybody ever told you the craziest thing you've ever said in your sleep? Yeah, it's really dark, actually. So this summer, when I was, like, going through some shit, so, um, I was, I was, uh, I was over somewhere, and this, this person was like, yeah, you know, you rolled over it and you farted. (laughs) That's where I actually thought of this. So he's like, you rolled over and you farted. He goes, and then he said, um, hold on. It's so deep. I fucking... It Did was you write so, it down? Yeah, I wrote it down because I was like, this is fucking... He was like, it was funny because you rhymed. You rhymed in your sleep. And I was like, damn, I'm an artistic-ass bitch. And then he said... Hold on, let me find this. Because it's fucking... That's scary. It was really scary. And I was like, oh my god. You what? rhymed? That's like some... I rhymed sp- in my Rhyming is sleep. not scary when you're awake. But when you're asleep... Oh, man. No, thank you. Oh, man. Hold on. Dude, I can't wait for this. I, I like had a whole last conversation in my sleep one time, like, cause I was in my in my dream I was about to fight somebody, so I was like talking shit in my sleep, and it was wild. Like I was the things that this person told me that I said while, while I was sleeping. I was like, I'm so fucking violent. Like, damn, relax, sleep, Mackenzie. Dude, sleep, Laura is fucking. I've been, dude, I have really weird dreams. When I remember them, I'm like, wow, I really wish I didn't remember them, like most nights, but this is weird. So I said, this love sucks, I don't need it, but when it won't ma- but it won't matter when I'm turned to dust. This love sucks, I don't need it, but it won't matter when I'm turned to dust. So it ki- I guess it kind of rhymed, but yeah. And it was super fucking dark. What? Yeah. Lost in the yep. And then the other one that I really remember is one time I was asleep, me and my sister, we were having like... You know, we, you sleep over in each other's rooms when you're kids and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I had this dream about uh, speaking, someone was speaking like German to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in my sleep, I, I yelled. I was like, I fucking hate speaking German. It always sounds like you're yelling and spitting. <laughs> 
And I don't think that, I was like, yeah, that's fucking true. Where's you the do? lie? <laughs> Where's the lie? Oh, the shit. nicest thing I learned to speak when I went, I went to Germany and I was like, how do you say like another beer? And they said, ein Bier bitte. And it's like, it's still, that kind, one's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. It still is like, ein. Ein is like, you know, it's relax. Kind of, yeah, calm down. <laughs> you say, I need another, like, I want another beer, please. Like, okay, that's nice. But like everything else, I'm like, <laughs> see, like, if it all comes so from the back of your throat and you're just yeah. angry as fuck. That's what she said. Hey. <laughs> um, no, like, first of all, if the first syllable of a sentence makes other people tell you to calm down, um, I don't know if I want to learn that language, you know? No, like, no. Which, like, sounds kind of closed-minded, um, but of the list of languages that I would like to learn, but I'm never going to, because who I am as a person, uh, I don't want to learn German, because I, I couldn't, I can't handle the all the time and i would just feel like there's mucus in my throat yeah and... i feel like i always need to spit is... yeah yeah but then again like i'm ignorant i don't know anything about the german language so i could be completely fucking wrong but it's actually it so like. similar to english that's where what? yeah For real? it's super similar yeah what the <laughs> yes <laughs> it's so similar like one time i was walking through the german airport and i was like Wow, I can basically read all, like, I mean, they have the fucking English thing right next to it. But I was like, mm-hmm. it, it kind of looks the same. Like, I can see this. Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, but it just sounds really fucking harsh. Yeah. Dang. I like Spanish. I learned, I learned a lot of Spanish. Don't fucking ask me anything. But I can, like, if I, if I went, I won't go to Mexico because I don't want my head chopped off. But... If I did go to Mexico, I could probably hold a conversation for three minutes. No, I got, I'm actually, I'm not That's anymore. Long. I couldn't, I'm mostly fluent. Um, it's the only language I ever learned. Oh, but yeah, so when I go to foreign countries, it comes back to me. I'm like, fuck yeah, Hell I can yeah. do this. German, though, no. I'm like, you guys just are so angry. Like, the Nazis really fucked you over. I get it. But your language was before then. You were really angry before. So yeah. I get it. Like, I was listening to Chris D'Elia's podcast on the way here, and he, I don't remember what he was talking about, but he was like, it's like taboo, like, kind of how, like, the Germans never want to talk about World War II. No. And I was like, well, yeah. No. Mass genocide happened there. I think they're good on that. I think we'll just uh, never bring it up, sweep it under the rug, like all of our childhood and family issues, you know? We get it. I love people who, I know we're getting like way off, but I love people who don't think that the Holocaust happened. Oh, I love God. people like that. Cause it's like, does it hurt to be that stupid? Like, does it physically hurt you to be that stupid? Like, oh my God. You also think the earth is flat. Oh my, don't even get me started on flat earthers. Like when I saw that thing that Jake Paul was going to like travel to the edge of the flat earth, I was like, fall off. Fall off. If you if you think the earth is flat, you deserve to fall off the edge. I'm yeah. sorry. That's They'll just... find the edge and fall off. Do it. Prove prove it. <laughs> the earth is flat. Prove it. Fall I'll, off. Uh, I'll get my binoculars and uh, I'll see you from here because it's flat. <laughs> Somebody straight up the other day was just like, well, you know, like I talked to this part. Like I didn't talk to this person in public. It was like, uh, it was on a YouTube video. And somebody was like, well, if you think about it, like all of the pictures of earth from space are always like at an angle and they're always computer generated to be round and I'm like 
My dad one time said that he uh, got dismissed from jury duty because he doesn't think that we landed on the moon. And I still don't know if he actually <laughs> believes that or not. <laughs> but he said that's the only thing. Like he really... ever or the first time? He thinks time? that it was fake. Yeah. No, he thinks that the whole thing was staged. I love people like that too. I was like, like I couldn't tell if he was being serious or not. Like I still have no idea. But he was like, yeah, I got asked to do jury duty once, and then. <laughs> so that's all it takes to get out of jury duty. That's what I'm getting from. This. I don't believe anything. Um, hi government, if you're thinking about sending me a jury duty, um, I don't think that we went to the moon, and I'm flat-footed, and and George Bush did 9/11. What? And Wait, Rico, shut the fuck up. Is it, was it like the 60s that when you were flat-footed you couldn't get in the military or something like that? Who knows? I don't fucking know. You can't get in for shit. It doesn't matter. You can't. Can you turn on that lamp? Because it's getting kind of spooky Are you ready for this? And, it's oh, a black light. Fuck, bitch. We got a fucking black light. Yeah. Oh, I was shit. doing some black light paint on I'm a frat boy now. And I never fucking changed it out. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. So now there's a black light in my lamp in my I room. I love it. <laughs> Oh my god, one time whenever I was little, um, I like begged. First of all, I went to the grocery store with my dad, and I had no fucking idea that they were different colored light bulbs. And I lost <laughs> my shit. I was like, what? I can turn on my room lights? Why would they can ever be have green? regular lights? Yes. I was, wow. <laughs> Why the fuck would I Who not this, this from you? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, can I please get a green light? And he was like, no, you don't need a green light. And I was like, but I do. And I was like, eight. And he was like, why do you need a green light? And I was just like, why do I need a regular light? The light's on. And I remember great, saying that. Great point, Mackenzie. Good yeah. job. And then he finally was just like, just get the damn green light. <laughs> <laughs> In white dad fashion. <laughs> And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, fuck yeah for your dad saying yes. <laughs> right? Like, but also, like, fuck my dad. Because one time, I might, like, I went to, so I liked to hide in stores when I was a kid. Same. And we went to, every time we went to fucking, what is it, Home Depot? What's the orange one? That's Home Depot. That's Home yeah. Depot, yeah. That was a very... Female sentence for me. It was beautiful. What's the orange one? <laughs> Not the blue one, the orange one. <laughs> both ones I get, I get lost in both as an adult, so it doesn't fucking matter. They all just smell like wood, and everyone looks like they could either be 17 or 48. There's no fucking in between. But anyway. Um, yeah, so I was in Home Depot, and I had to hide. And so one time, my dad... Um, so I got lost, like, for, like, 0.2 seconds in Home Depot. Because when I'm hiding, I still have to keep an eye out on my dad because I'm little. Mm -hmm. And then I got distracted, and I couldn't find him. And then this dude came up to me, and he said, oh, I'll help you find your dad. And he grabbed me by the wrist and started leading me somewhere oh, else. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, well, how old was I? I didn't say fuck. Frick. <laughs> I don't know. And my dad comes out of nowhere like Batman. He's like, oh, I got her. It's fine. And that scarred me for my entire fucking life. That's why you don't get into Ubers. Yeah, I but here's it. the kicker. 
years later, I was like 17, 18, and I told my dad that that scarred me for life, and he goes, oh, that was one of my students at the time, I just wanted to just stop fucking hiding from me in public, so I had told him to pretend like he was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, fuck your dad, <laughs> and I was like, wow, fuck you, dude, like, I'm, I'm scarred for life, <laughs> That was fucking terrifying. I'm just a paranoid-ass bitch now, but it's fine. Yeah, like, that's it. I'm just fucking paranoid. No no big deal. Like, that's it. God damn it. But, yeah. So, I went to Maryland, and um, it was great. Uh, I got to see my boyf, and um, that, was, that was cute. That so was cute. Literally, literally just laid in bed and watched horror movies. And that was... I know. I, when I messaged it. it looks like you're having such a good time. You're doing all the things you like, like horror movies and laying in bed. Yeah. And Cody. <laughs> Who else? Yeah. it. <laughs> yep. Who else wouldn't want to do that on vacation? Yeah. Like, there were days where he was like, what do you want to do? I was like, consistency is key. We've literally <laughs> been laying here watching the Scream MTV series for three days, we have to finish it. And you know what? We finished two seasons within a week. Wow. Yeah, put in some fucking work. Accomplished the impossible. Yeah, it was good. Well but, done. Um, yeah, I really liked it. We talked about going to where they filmed the Blair Witch Project, but it was like fucking three hours away and... There wasn't anything really to see, like, there wasn't, the movie oh, really? set's not, like, there's not really a set, they were in the fucking woods. It's just the woods, yeah. Um, and so, like, maybe one day I'll go there, but it's just like, I don't want to... Stay in the house, or go fuck around the woods. Which, Think. that's what the movie tells you not to fucking do, and I have a legitimate fear, this is not me joking, I have a legitimate fear of the Blair Witch. And I know that she's not real, but straight up, I'm terrified of her. Like, don't ask me to go camping ever, ever. But how do you know she's not real? That's why I'm scared. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, dude. Like, fuck off. We need to watch. That's, that's on our watch list. Because when you it watch is. it, you'll understand my fucking fear. Because when I was 13, I made my, my mom was like, Okay, I turned 13. She was like, you can get one rated R movie at, for your 13th birthday at fucking Hollywood Video. And I was like, it's lit. So I'm growing up. I'm growing up. You're basically a woman now. <laughs> oh, I was. And I got The Ring, which isn't rated R, but I wanted to see it. And because all my friends are seeing it. And then I got The Blair Witch Project. The Ring made me not sleep. For literally a week, and that's not a joke. I I covered my TV <laughs> with a blanket and didn't sleep because I was like, mm -mm, I'm not about to wake up. There's a puddle by my bed, and this bitch is gonna fucking scare me. My face gonna look fucked up. I'm good. <laughs> um, I'll Samara. I will roundhouse kick you to the jaw. Get the fuck away from me and don't make me watch your tape. Fuck you, bitch. And I just got really mad. And then with the Blair Witch, like, I remember watching it, and I'll retell the story later after you watch it, because if I tell the story right now, it'll, like, ruin it. But my mom took, like, references from the movie and scared the fuck out of me the next day after I watched it. And I had panic attacks from the rest, from, from that day forward, so. Wow, so, uh, here's a, here's a podcast on how you can really fuck up your kids for the rest of their life. Yeah, moral story, moral of this podcast, fuck my parents. <laughs> Moral of the story is we're just uh, 
all products of our parents and I'm drinking right now and we're both really fucked up from ever. <laughs> so yeah. we are. Like I'm not drinking, but I don't need to drink to be fucked up. Like nope. thanks mom and dad. <laughs> um so since it's still Halloween, which I call the entire month of October Halloween, and if you don't think so, go fuck yourself. Um we're gonna talk about some things well, let's, we're gonna talk about slow burns. And if you guys don't know what slow burns are they are horror movies that are fucking slow as shit. And they have mi- very minimal jump scares. Um, and they usually are, like, filled with, with symbolism. And honestly, they're not usually my shit. Like, because I love slasher movies. And because um, I, I like to see the kills. I like to see all that fun stuff. But slow burns don't really have a lot of those. And so they're not really my jam, but this month I've forced myself to watch horror movies that I haven't seen or movies that just, like, wouldn't be my jam. So I watched a lot of Slow Birds. And we watched one the other day. We watched Misery. How did you like yeah. Misery? No, that was really... I, I really liked it. I, like... I think I generally fuck with Stephen King. As yeah, a, Stephen King is, yeah. is cool right now. No, but... I mean, really, she's, like every crazy bitch fucking girlfriend ever if they could be (laughs) so if you haven't seen also spoiler alert ahead so all the fucking spoilers (laughs) yeah so if you guys haven't seen misery it's a stephen king movie that i don't remember when it came out i think it was like late 80s man but it's kathy bates when she's a fucking yeah young young broad yeah she's she cute not really because she's crazy in this movie but she cute and um so basically it's about this guy named Paul Sheldon and he's a writer and he um, is driving back from this lodge that he likes to write at and gets in a car crash in the snow and then just like gets his legs like fucked all the way up. And so this crazy bitch is crazy and she's wandering through the snow because she's crazy and she sees this car upside down. She's like, shit. She breaks him out of the car and then it turns out she is his number one fan, and if you've seen this movie, I'm sorry that that sentence just chilled your bones, because, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, easily her best performance, even through all of her American Horror Story career, Misery is her best performance. I don't give a fuck what anybody says, but, so basically, um, She's a fucking savage <laughs> through the whole goddamn thing. She is, she's crazy, and at first you're like, oh, wow, this nice... Kathy Bates lady helped him and she's a nurse in the movie so she like half-assed splinted his legs that are broken and if you watch this movie like his legs are fucked up and he just she just gets crazier and then he realizes that no one's coming for him and he's like literally laying in this bed for months and it's a pretty slow burn but there's just so many details to it that make you pay attention and what make it such a good movie and yeah, so, like, what did you like about it, dude? Like, Okay, so the... I, this is the biggest spoiler ever. So the fucking part where you were like, look away. Yeah. That part. So <laughs> she gets to the part where she realizes that he's been... So she keeps him locked up in this room fucking, right? Mm-hmm. So she's been... <laughs> she's been locking him up in this room. She's like, but I'm your biggest fan. I'm giving you everything. And you should be grateful to me. And you should fucking just write me a book, basically. 
And then he... Well, no, because the book that he wrote, right. the no, character no. died, and so she she was, was upset, mad. and she yeah. made him read yeah. it. Yeah. So she's fucking pissed. So she's fucking just furious. And then she's just like every fucking crazy girlfriend ever that's like, you don't love me? You actually want to leave me? Well, guess what? I'm going to break your fucking feet. <laughs> yeah, because she realized it. So, like, because we were, like, working whenever we watched this movie. So there were some things that you might have missed. But, like, when he... So there's a part where he finds a bobby pin on the floor. And, yeah. And then, like, breaks out of his room, tries to, like, find out some shit about her. And she has these little glass figurines and... They're all, and she's like a weird OCD crazy. Yeah, bitch. no, I remember thinking like that's weird that he picked the penguin. Like he, so he knocked a. So where she's going, she he knocked a penguin. The little glass penguin. Yeah, in her entryway, and mm-hmm. I remember thinking like that's weird. There's obviously some significance to this, and he puts it right back, right? Yeah. And they show how they how he puts it. Yeah. And then she comes back, back, and she's like, oh. What are you looking? Because he, he knows that she's like pissed that she knows that he got over. He's like, what are you talking about? I never left my room. And then he had gotten out and gotten a kitchen knife too. And she's like, are you looking for this? And fucking holds a knife out. And I'm like, this bitch is going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> like she's up on your fucking game. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I know you've been out. My penguin always faces north. Like, fuck your you penguin. CD fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like. How how insane do you need to be to where you're like, my fucking little ass glass penguin is not facing north. That motherfucker in there has been out of his room. Like, what? And so, yeah, so basically the part that Laura's talking about is like, she finds out that he's been out of his room and she does this thing called hobbling, which is where you just put a fucking piece of wood in between your legs and I she takes no a hammer that's what it was called yeah she takes a hammer and she just goes to town on his on his like fucking foot and it is i i'm a grown woman and i still cannot watch this scene because they don't hold back at all like she just takes a hammer against this little wood piece and just fucks his shit up oh yeah they like show a break kind of thing. <laughs> i'm like this is fucking nuts can i go through a whole podcast about coughing or sneezing Never. Find out I'm probably fucking not. So. <laughs> um, yeah, that part just like I can't, I cannot watch it. But it's just things like that that make the slow burn. What, what, what it's what make people watch slow burn horror movies because people are always like, oh, there's this one part. And blah, yeah. Blah, blah. But that's the one part for me where I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I will never, I, every time, there are things, there are certain things that I don't watch in horror movies. If I'm watching The Ring, I have still never seen the videotape. Like, because going into it when I was 13, they were like, oh, if you watch this videotape, you'll die in seven days. So when I watched the movie and they put the tape on, I looked away. I don't know what that fucking tape has on it. I've seen that movie 800 goddamn times. Don't ask me what's on the tape. Couldn't fucking tell you. Couldn't fucking tell you, because guess who's not dying in seven days? Me. <gasps> no. She's back. Okay, so this is such a, like, off on a tangent, but Laura's neighbors broke up this morning, and could... the dude kicked out the girl, and we're sitting by a window, and she just fucking okay, walked Okay, but it's up. actually not that girl. It's actually the other girl that's been here. Oh, So, shit. like, I think they were all friends, because they've all been here at the same time, because at first I was fucking... like, I was like, dude, like, he's fucking her. For sure. And then I'm like... Is she? 
But now I'm thinking, oh, fuck, the drama gets juicy. No, I... They, the plot thickens, the, dude. Dun, dun, dun. Stay updated in this podcast for Laura's neighbors. God. We're gonna, I don't know where their names, but we're going to call him Travis, and the girlfriend's name is Crystal, because that's just their names. So That's close. Yeah. Yeah. Because they look like a Travis and a Crystal. And it's Crystal with a K. It's definitely Crystal with a K. Yeah. But that's not Crystal with a K. They just walked out. That is not Crystal with a K. That's their friend Brandy. And apparently... Of course it's Brandy. (laughs) Of course her name is Brandy. This is the first name they get in my fucking head. (laughs) Is it Brandy with an I? Uh, She's got to be Brandy with a Y. Because I have friends that are Brandys with I's and I love them, actually. (laughs) Okay, well, this isn't... They'll make the exception. This is Brandy with a Y. Brandy with a Y and... Maybe she's a whore, maybe she's not. Who fucking knows? Either way, Stay get tuned. that dick, girl, I guess. Like, Well, you know what? Don't get that dick. If that was somebody else's man, don't get that dick. Go fuck yourself. Everyone deserves to get laid. I support you, Brandy. Be a hoe. Yeah, be a hoe now. Fuck with their home life. But We're already done. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anyway, back to Slow Burns and Stephen King. Stephen King is like a thing right now. and um, Which I feel like as... Um, a society we all go through a Stephen King kick every like 10 or 15 years like I don't know but there's this one that I just watched called Into the Tall Grass and in my notes does it say Into the Y'all Grass because my phone's Oklahoma as fuck yes it does but it's Into the Tall Grass <laughs> just noticed that and um, dude you have to watch it like, I do so it's about it's weird, because Stephen King. Um, Always. But it's about these people who are like, it's like a brother and sister, and they're she's pregnant, and they're driving to, I think, get an abortion. I'm not sure. But she's panicking, basically. The, the baby daddy's name is Travis. <laughs> and um, and uh, he's fucking her best friend. That's why they're getting an this abortion. This is about Laura's neighbor. <laughs> um... And so, um, Travis comes into play later, but I'm not going to ruin it for you because this one you should actually watch. Okay. Um, and so they're like driving by and she, I forgot why they stopped, but there's like a church on one side of the road and it's just like fucking tall ass grass on one side. And it just seems to go, it's like all of a sudden the grass starts and then like you just cannot fucking see the end of it at all. And um, they pull over. I think she needs to throw up or something because she's pregnant. And then she hears a little boy in the fucking grass go, help me, help me, help me get out of here. Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, I'm getting in my car. Like, if you can get in there, bitch, you can get out. Like, just walk one direction, you'll get there. Like, that would be me in that situation. Let me hit the hard pass button. No. <laughs> Let me check no on this little note you passed me in class, and then you can go eat dicks. Like, that's me. The whole bag. Yeah, the whole bag of dicks. And then, and the weird part is, like, this is the part where I knew this movie was fucked up. So when he's saying, help me, like, get me out of here, it's... Like he's in different places in the field every fucking time he says. It's like he's moving around, dude. And so she's like, she's like telling her brother, she's like, well, it sounds like he's like right here, like right in front of me. And then the brother's like, well, it sounds like he's over there to me. And then he's like, where are you? And so then they both 
go into this fucking talk like like they're not they're they're average height people but it's like easily over their head like feet over their head this grass and I'm not going to tell any more about it because you just have to watch it but at one point they lose each other in the grass at the beginning of the movie and then she's like okay well we'll just jump up at the same time and walk towards each other so then they're like one two three they jump up and then they see each other and then they start to walk towards each other and then she's like all right jump up again one two three they jump up and he is fucking miles away and it fucked me all the way up dude dude all the way up i'm getting goosebumps talking about it because i was like how do you run that fast <laughs> how's she ever gonna find him so definitely watch it for sure um it's Keep an open mind because it's okay. Stephen King, but um, yeah, dude. If you guys haven't watched *Into the Tall Grass* on Netflix, for sure go watch it. It's it's a slow burn, but just the concept of first of all, how many things are Stephen King gonna make me afraid of at this point? Like, yeah, <laughs> like grass, motherfucker. Really, really. You already did that with the happening. Thanks. Um, one time Stephen King did a movie about. Like you answer your cell phone and then you're a you're a zombie. What? Yeah, I haven't seen that one because I use my phone a lot. Yeah. And that one's a bit of a stretch, Stephen King. Man, you're getting you're getting out there, dude. Getting yep, yeah, you're getting you're getting a little bit out there. Go back to the whiteboard. Oh my god, one time Family Guy did a whole um, episode of like they did like three Stephen King short movie like short stories and they were parodying them and it was Stand By Me which is I haven't seen it um and then the second I think it was they did Shawshank Redemption which I still haven't seen and then really yeah I haven't seen it but I heard it's really good it's great actually that's Um, one that I have seen oh hell yeah yeah no it's really good and they did Misery Okay. Yeah, and so they did this part where, um, like, they were parodying the part where the rider, like, falls down and, like, gets in the car accident. And at first it's Stephen King in the car, and he's, like, flying out of the car, like, unharmed, and he's just like, this would make a great movie. And then, oh, this great He's like, this would make a great story. And he just goes, done. And then he just lands in the snow. And I'm like, that pretty much sums up Stephen King writing things. Because grass? Yeah. Let's relax, dude. But yeah, have you seen, before I continue with these movies that I've seen, like, have you seen any slow burns or like, have so you heard one, of any that you want to watch? So or? the one that, um, that we watched the other night was, um, Gerald's Game. Yeah, tell me about how you like Gerald's Game. So, Gerald's Game you? is fucking psychologically so intense because it's this chick who they're like her and her husband they go on this romantic getaway right Mm -hmm. and they end up she she's like um you know they're gonna spice it up she's putting on a she's putting on a slip and you know she's getting sexy and so he packs the handcuffs and so he comes out and he handcuffs her to the bed which like pause Fun fact, that's the mom from Spy Kids, just to yes. ruin it for you. Yes, but, when, yeah. when, we, when Katie with Kate, I watched it with Katie and Bruno, and they were, Katie was like, I just can't watch this without thinking of Spy Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that is her. Yeah, anyway, continue. 
Yeah, so if you want to see the mom from Spy Kids get handcuffed to a bed, I mean, apparently all of America does too, because it's I mean, on Netflix. she's cute, so... Yeah, she's still, she's still killing it. She's hot as fuck. Yeah. So, the dude's like, goes into this weird fucking rape fantasy, and she's like, uh, I'm not down for this. While like, she's handcuffed to the while bed. While she's handcuffed. Keep that in mind. But apparently, they didn't have a fucking safe word, and so she's like... Just stop. And he's like, yeah, I like that more. And I'm like, dude, what a fucking dick. <laughs> and also, there's like a 20-year age difference between the two. Which, like, you know, age is, age is a number. I don't, like, I, whatever. 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 But, but I, yeah. it makes the whole thing kind of creepy whenever he goes into the rape fantasy thing. And it, it makes, it, like, makes more sense. Well, I mean, that's, this is just me. But I'm like, oh, well, so your uh, dad basically molested you when you were a child and now this is why you're with this really old guy for comfort and yeah so he he's been popping fucking viagra and so they get in this fight she's like i don't like this and he's like what do you mean you don't like this i'm trying to spice things up sorry i want to fucking like do this to you it's like dude you you have to like rape your wife for this to be cool like you have to rape your wife I'm not here to kink shame, but I mean, like, have a fucking safe word, man. Just have the goddamn safe word. Yeah. Your wife's crying. It's obviously not okay. She didn't talk to you about it before. Yeah. Yeah. So the dude fucking has a heart attack on her and dies. She kicks him off of her, and now she's like, oh, I'm handcuffed to a bed, can't get to anything. And uh, it's super psychologically intense, because it takes her the whole fucking movie to get out, but while she's in the handcuffs, she sees, like, the moonlight man you're like oh my god this is like some it's some ghosty shit Mm -hmm. right and then so fucking full ass spoiler but um you like never know what's real and what's not you wake up at one point and you're like oh it's probably like the dog licking her toes but the dude fucking licks her toe the moonlight man's a six foot fucking dude who's super deformed looks like he like there's definitely something fucking wrong with him Mm -hmm. and it turns out later he's a fucking necrophiliac yeah. Yep. Which is just why I didn't I was like, wow, this was a really I, I didn't know how to feel I was like really cool. I was like, wow, this is a really good like, you know, battle in her mind, like working through herself and like what else would you do while you're handcuffed to a bed for fucking two days straight? Like you're gonna yeah. go slightly fucking nuts. I get it. Yeah. You know? And then that happened and I was like, wait, so what? Like, what? Yeah, because the necrophilia is also, like... Found, but he symbolized... Yeah. He symbolizes death, and that's why each night or day, whatever the fuck, that she's handcuffed to the bed, he seems to get more and more, like, real to her and, like, closer, and she can see him better, things like that. And, um, you know, dude, it's just... That's the part where I'm kind of confused about, because you're kind of like, what's real and what's not? Like, is this dude really here licking her toes, or is she Did that she deep am- yeah. into hallucinations? Because yeah. she's had no water, no food, and she's handcuffed to this bed. Yeah. She's um, lost, like, all circulation in her fucking hands at this point. Which, know? oh my god, yeah, spoiler alert again, but when she, like, cuts her wrist to, like, get out, uh-huh. I couldn't watch it. I was just like, no thanks. See, that's some shit, like, I no, I cringe through that part for sure, but that shit really actually doesn't bother me. Like, Really? Yeah, blood, guts, and gore is not really, like, a, I don't know, it doesn't really bother me. It has to be the right 
amount, which we can, like, talk about this in the next episode, too, like, gory movies, because I'd like to discuss that for sure, but it's just, like, 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 I like slashers, okay, let me just, let me just specify, I like 80s slashers, where it's, like, the kills are terrible, and the makeup's bad. They were the OG Yeah. Of blood and gore. Yeah. Because, like, slasher movies didn't get big until the 80s when, like, um, well, I I don't, that's kind of incorrect, but I'm getting really horror movie nerdy right now, (laughs) but, um, after Psycho. Yeah. And there's another one I can't really think of right now. Um, was when people were like, oh shit, they like that's the one that movies. That's the one that like opened the door for me. Because that was the first one that had like any kind of real gore on, uh, in the film was Psycho. I'm yeah. Pretty sure. And well, there's another one that came before Psycho, which was technically the opener to okay. slasher movies, I but I've that. never seen it and I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, but Psycho is kind of the one that quote started the yeah. whole they're like oh my god like it shocked people mm-hmm. and then they were like well let's just fucking slice people open and film and it became a whole genre torture porn became a thing yeah. saw <laughs> um which like fun fact um this is just like the horror movie nerd in me but the girl who got killed in the shower in psycho is jamie lee curtis's mom and jamie lee curtis was in all the halloween movies so it's like the slasher genre came full circle with the eighties. Was beautiful, Ernest, and I'm just like, creation is beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, it's fucking art. But yeah, Gerald's game is just. I remember seeing it and just the person who I was watching with told me they're like, it's going to fuck you up. Like, yeah, no, I thought it was weird. Sure. I I think I thought it was really weird, and then I got to the end, and I was like, I don't. I didn't know if I... I still don't really know if I liked it, to be honest. Yeah, it's one of those where you have to... That's the thing with slow burns, too, is, like, you have to watch them, like, at least twice before you decide whether or not you like it or not. And then sometimes you don't even watch it again because it's just so slow and you just don't... don't yeah. Really put yourself through that. Yeah. But that's the art with slow burns. It's, like, how much... There's... There's a fine line between way too much symbolism, which is in the movie that I'm about to talk about, and um, just the right amount, and then just, like, not enough. And Gerald's game borders on um, just the right amount and too much, in my yeah, opinion. I, yeah, no, I would definitely agree. Because, like, the beginning when the dog comes in and starts eating the husband's body, yeah. I was like fuck, this is really, like, she cannot do anything. And no, this dog yeah. just, like, busted in and was like, what's up, motherfuckers? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't give me that steak earlier? Yeah. Guess what? The plot has twisted. <laughs> I'm gonna eat your ear. Like I'm still hungry, bitch. I'm still fucking hungry. Um, and so I was like, oh, wow, cool. The symbolism in this is wild. And then the Moonlight Man showed up, and I was just like, What's going on? What is this? Yeah. So, but yeah, so the next slow burn that I want to talk about is not a Stephen King. It's actually Darren Aronofsky, which he directed Requiem for a Dream, which I haven't seen, um, and Black Swan, which is actually one of my favorite movies. Um, And this dude is just, he's a weird guy. 
He's a weird guy. I really thoroughly enjoyed Black Swan. Like that's one of that's also a slow burn. That's more of like a thriller, not really horror. And I've I've seen it so many fucking times. And every time I watch it, I see something new, and I just get so much enjoyment out of it. But this movie that he did, just I don't even know how to begin. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's called Mother, and it came out in 2017, and so if, if there are definitely spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen it, sorry. But also, this is one of those movies where I feel like because of the director and who he is, you need to know the, the symbolism of the movie to even slightly understand what's happening. So I'm going to walk you through the storyline and then tell you the symbolism afterwards because, yeah... <laughs> Like I said, this is one movie that I don't know if I would suggest you guys watch because it's kind of just all over the place. Um, so it starts out like this really pretty country house and it, Jennifer Lawrence is in it and Javier Bardem is in it, whatever. And um, so basically she redid this whole house. Like it was um, burned like, really badly. Yeah. And then she redid it all by herself. Like, by, like, her own bare hands, like, did it all by herself. Okay. And, which I'm like, alright, right? Like. You're an independent fucking woman. Good right? job. Like, I can't even. I haven't even hung shit up on my walls yet. <laughs> I can't even finish a painting. I just need the fucking, I just need a man in my life. So, please move my furniture. <laughs> please move my furniture. <laughs> um, and so, the husband is a writer and so the whole movie he's like he has fucking writer's block and she's working on the house like painting it um redoing sinks like literally they didn't hire anybody she's doing it all herself yeah so you're already saying what the fuck and i'm not even to the weird part yet so they're chilling at home and then they hear a knock at the door, which is weird because from the outside of the house, you don't see, there's no cars, there's no garage, and it's just like a house in a clearing in the middle of fucking woods. So keep that in mind, too. So this is a little house on the fucking prairie. <laughs> but, but on in the woods. acid. And <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm getting to this. So this dude knocks on the door and he's just like, oh, hey, like my car, like, is broken can I like stay here for a couple of days and of course she is like no I don't know you but the husband is like oh yeah like you can stay here for that's fine I've had writer's block for like just this whole time maybe this will get my juices flowing having some weird guy sleep on the fucking couch yeah like oh cool let's have this happen and she's just like she's upset because like clearly like you Where's his broken car, you Who know? Who is this guy? Yeah. So then he's there for, like, a day. And then she's like, okay, it's time for you to leave. Like, you can go now. And then the husband is just like, well, so he actually just, he's a big fan of mine. And, um, which is the truth is revealed. He's a fan of his. And he just wants to be around him and, like, stay there for a couple of fucking days. And she's like... Well, that's dope, but he still needs to leave. And he's like, well, just he has nowhere to go. And she's like, what the fuck? So then his fu- the dude's wife knocks on the door next. 
And she's a cunt. Like, and I haven't said that on this podcast yet, but she's a fucking cunt. That's my favorite word to use. Me too. I will be using that way more. And um, I just opened the cunt door, and I'm really excited. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> so. What's behind the cunt door? This bitch. <laughs> and so she, um, and she's really, like, aggressive and intrusive. And she's just like, so why don't you guys have kids? Like, things like that, where you're just like, don't um, fucking come in. This is my house, guess? bitch. Yeah. Did you ask to stay here? Like, okay, you can fucking walk away. <laughs> right. Fuck your car. Fuck you. And you're not in a high broken bitch. car. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward a little bit. She's just like, she's very intrusive. And so the, the fucking guy, the husband of the house, has this little crystal that he keeps on his desk. And he stresses multiple times that it's very important. He found it in the ashes of the house whenever it burned. And he... To him, it represents, like, new life. Sure. So that's his shit. Like, it's this little crystal. It's, it's actually kind of cool looking. So the wife, Jennifer Lawrence, keeps telling this bitch, she's like, don't go in his office. Like, he doesn't like anybody in his office when he's not there. So she fucking goes in his office. Of course she does. And with her husband and, like, fucking, br- they, they drop the crystal and break it. Oh. Yeah. And so, of course, the husband is like, Fucking whore. Like, fucking pissed. He, like, yells at everybody to get out of his office. And so then those people, like, they go downstairs. They're like, we're sorry. We didn't, like, mean to break it. And Jennifer Lawrence is like, get out. Like, leave. Get out of my house. And she's kind of struggling to be, like, assertive because her whole demeanor is, like, really sweet. Mm. She's no makeup. Like, really long, hippie hair. Like, she's, she's adorable. I'm but just she, a sweet woman trying to redo a house. And she's like, please leave. Like, like very timid. And, like, she, like, knocks on the door at one point, and the woman is in her fucking bra about to fuck her husband after they broke his crystal. What? Yeah, and she opens the door. She's like, can I help you? And I'm, Cody and I are losing our fucking minds. This is the first 20 minutes of the movie, and we're like, what the fuck's this wrong with these people? This is only 20 minutes in? Holy shit. Yeah. So a lot's happening in this movie, and she's like, you guys need to leave. And then the woman's like, we have nowhere to go. She just shuts the door on her. So then the next day, their son shows up. And I'm not fucking joking, Laura. Their son shows up. And one of their sons, and he's, like, pissed because he found the will of of his parents. So then it's all revealed that, like, the dad has cancer and he's dying. And he really is going on, like, a weird make-a-wish tangent and wants to hang out with his favorite writer in his last days. So more of the truth about these people keeps coming out. And so the, the fucking, which, how did they find this house in the middle of the woods? Who fucking knows? But here we are. The sun How comes did in. Kathy Bates find Paul Sheldon in the middle of the fucking woods? Right. All of a sudden, she's the number one fan. She finds him in the snowstorm. Yeah. Shit happens. Shit happens. And so the son is, like, pissed because he finds out that um, the dad is giving the other son all of the trust fund money. So he's, like, he comes in, like, insanely angry, like, waving the will around and shit. Five minutes later, the other brother shows up, and he's like, he's just mad because blah, 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 blah. And then they get in a fight, and the angry brother murders the other brother with, like, a fucking lamp or What? In these people's house, dude! (laughs) 
She's like, I was just trying to remodel. I just Literally. wanted to know if the drywall was right. Oh my god. And I'm like reliving my anger. And Cody's like next to me. He's like, I can't believe you made me fucking watch this movie. <laughs> I'd be pissed too. And um and so like fast forward a little bit, like more and more so they like he takes the the people to the the, the kid the whatever one of the sons to the hospital he dies at the hospital and then the guy comes back the husband comes back and um then all these people just fucking show up for this dude's funeral at this strange ass house in the middle of the woods and they're like trying to put pressure on jennifer lawrence they're like do you want to say a few words and she's like get out <laughs> get out we I don't know these I didn't people. sign up for this. This is not the fuck what I signed up for. Yeah. Oh. So then she finally gets all these people out of out of the house. Finally gets these people out of the house. They are and then her and her husband are arguing. And she's just like, Well, I'm angry because you won't fuck me. And then he fucks her. And then literally before he can even fucking pull out, she goes, I'm pregnant. And he's like, what? She's like, he's, how do you know? She goes, I just know. As a mother, I know that I'm pregnant. And he goes, sick. My writer's block is gone. So then he starts fucking writing again. Wait, but did he come? No, he did. I'm oh, just okay. saying, like, okay. that's how fast she said that she was pregnant. I was like, damn, this is, like, fucking bad endings for everyone. <laughs> this is the fucking worst. Dude. So, fast forward a little bit. It's nine months later, and, um she's she could give birth like at any point and he just got his new book published and she like has makeup on like a nice dress she cooked a whole ass dinner for him and then they're gonna have like a little celebration together and the nursery's ready things like that so then they get a knock at the fucking door and it's a whole bunch of motherfuckers who want to take pictures with him because he wrote his new book and so the whole time she's just like, well, come inside. I've made this dinner for you. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, let me just talk to these people really quick. And like, he's like, they want me out here. So I'll be like, give me a minute. Dick. And basically like, she just starts cleaning up because he's been out there for so long. She like locks him out. Mm-hmm. She's angry. And then people are like, all of a sudden in her house, like, like somebody's like, can you show me where I can, where I can take my son to the bathroom? She's like, get out of my house. And then she walks through the house, more people are in the house. And then it just escalates, and people are, like, taking things from the house because they want stuff of the writers. They're just, like, taking, like, a vase, his oh my shirt. God. Like, fucking shit off the wall. Like, anything. They're going crazy. And then Kristen Wiig, for some reason, she's on Saturday Night Live, she shows up in her first serious role ever, and I'm like, Okay, so this movie is fucked up because Kristen Wiig isn't making me laugh. And she is his publicist. And she seems normal at first. When it starts escalating and people are, like, taking shit, um, Jennifer Lawrence is just going room to room and seeing, like, fucked up shit. Like, she walks in, someone's killing somebody. She walks into one room. Kristen Wiig has people tied up and with bags over their head. She's shooting them in the head. And what the fuck? Yeah. And then like it escalates even more. There's a bomb that goes off. The fucking whole house just like explodes. And then there's like people walking around with like half their fucking legs and shit. Like what? Like they're all like 
basically is just gone to shit. And Jennifer Lawrence cannot find her way out of this fucking house. She finally finds her husband. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to give birth. Yeah. Pick a time. Pick the best time, please. Right. So, um, also, while I'm telling you this, just... I want to I want to hear what you think the symbolism is after I'm done and then I'll tell you what it is. Oh, so it. start thinking of it. Okay. So um so then she gives birth and then she like they she locks um the, them in his office where the crystal was broken and um the people are like banging on the door like trying to get in. They're like we want to see the baby. We want to see the baby. She gives birth and then she's just like, no, you can't, to the husband, she's like, you can't hold the baby. She's like, you need to tell those people to leave. And he goes, well, they don't have anywhere to go. They don't have anywhere to go. They don't have anywhere to go. And she's like, our house is literally exploded. Like, tell them to leave. And he goes, like, the truth is revealed. He just yells at her. He's like, I don't want them to leave. I don't want them to leave. So then she is just, like, holding her baby, like, making sure that she doesn't fall asleep so that he won't take it. But she ends up nodding off. He takes mm. the baby and, like, shows everybody the baby. And so then the, they, they take the baby and they start, like, kind of crowd surfing with it. And, um, which is funny, but, like, not really because they're not supporting his head. Oh, God. And then the, his neck breaks. And you can hear it. Like, they're, the baby is crowd surfing. And Jennifer Lawrence is, like, crying, like, begging for her baby back. And it's a little boy. And his neck breaks. And then when she finally gets to him through this crowd, yeah. it's pieces of him. And the crowd's eating him. So what? let that sink in for a second. What? So then she goes crazy and starts stabbing motherfuckers. And then... Um, the husband is just like, I'm so sorry, I didn't think that they would kill him, I didn't think that they would do this to him, blah, 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 and she's basically like, fuck you, and then she goes downstairs and, like, blows the rest of the house up. So, then, um, but the, the husband is, like, left unfazed, like, no burns, nothing, but everybody else in the house is dead, and she's just, like, a burned person, like, dying. And then she's, like, um, he holds her up and starts taking her upstairs and she's like why did you do this to me like she's like why did you do this to me why did you do this to our son blah 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 and then he just goes i just wanted everybody to be good and then she dies and then out of her ashes a crystal appears and then he puts the crystal back on the little stand the whole house is regenerated and then another bitch rises up out of the bed and it's the same beginning from the from the from it's the same as the beginning of the movie, and it's like it's like the day has repeated itself. I hate movies like that. I but, hate them. So here's the kicker: What do you think the symbolism is before I tell you, or do you just think this movie's just fucked up? Because that's what I was thinking. God, there's definitely symbolism in it. I just, I don't even know. This is, this is too much. This is a lot. So are you, it's about to get more. Are you ready for this? I mean, it's about to get more. What fucking more could you put in this shit? Are you ready for this? No, I'm fucking angry that this even happened. (laughs) So who's coming in this guy? So, the house that they're in represents the physical world. Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Nature and the husband is God. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. I would have found exactly like Darren Aronofsky. What the fuck? I would have sounded like a fucking moron trying to figure that out. 
Yeah. So, and then, so, Mother Nature is building the earth. This makes sense. Trying to, see what I mean? I get it. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Sure. Because you have to fucking look this movie up to understand it. So, like, she's rebuilding the earth, and then, like, it it just makes more sense. So, like, why the people wanted to come to the house and just be around him, it represents the obsession humanity has with religion and God. They just want to be around him all the time. That's why mm-hmm. they're taking his shit. Yeah. And that's why the God figure in the movie is just like, well, no, I want them here. They yeah. have nowhere to go. Yeah. Because they're going to take you in. I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. Benevolence and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And so then when they have the baby, it represents Jesus Christ. And when they kill him, it represents like what people have done to religion. Gotcha. And the idea of Jesus Christ. And, um... When they're eating him represents the time in the Bible when, like, God's like, here's my fucking bread. Represents my body yeah. and shit. Eat me. Direct quote from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the copyright, JC. John 3.16. Jesus said eat me. <laughs> Holy shit. That's um, fucking great. JC said, I also want to crowd surf. Just be careful with my fucking neck, ho. <laughs> and it's broken. <laughs> and so, um, and so basically, like, the the whole, like, process fucking starting over just represents, like, um, like, the flood in the Bible and just, like, starting over with humanity and yeah. how God thinks that it's going to be different every time, but it's not because it's the same shit. And it's just like, how much fucking drugs did you do to write this movie? How much drugs? All of them? Because that sounds right. Man, I wish drug addicts could make more movies. Like, that would be really great. So, if you want to take the time to watch it, um, cool. But this is not a movie that I would suggest, which is weird because I love Darren Aronofsky. But after this... I'm I'm just going to pretend that he just did Black Swan and that's it. Because it wasn't... Mother is not a terrible movie. It's just, like, a lot to fucking handle. I feel like you could have left out the whole first part with the bitch that was dying in the field. Like, that's, that's weird. That, to me, is, like, almost too much. Yeah. Like, well, because... I need you, a, You mean the brother dying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part represents, um... You 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 read the Bible. We're from the I fucking did. south. I did. It represents Cain and Abel. Oh. Yeah, like how Cain killed Abel. Holy because, shit. Yeah. This is fucking weird. That's yeah. really and weird. And like that was like kind of the start of that's humanity. Really, that's really fucking up. deep. Yeah. It's 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 a deep fucking movie, but definitely watch it intoxicated and to enjoy it. And now that you know the symbolism, you might enjoy it. I might. I but might while watch I was it watching just to it, do it. Yeah, like while Cody and I were watching, I don't even know if Cody even ended up liking it. But while we were watching it, we were both just getting fucking pissed off because if anybody would come in my house like that, I'm fighting you. I'm fucking fighting like, you. Fucking get out. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> like, 
Fuck you guys! I'm just trying to redo this. My husband's just going through a writer's block. I don't fucking want you here. Right! And the oh, also the writer's block represents how Jesus Christ never actually touched writing the Bible. It was a bunch of other people. Oh, damn. Yeah. I could get into the biggest tangent on that, but we'll fucking yeah, save it. We're this at, is a religious podcast. We're way over. Yeah, over. I'm being dramatic. Oh, God, my knees. <sighs> um, but, yeah, so Mother is just one of those movies where you literally have to know the symbolism to even get through the movie. 100%. And it's pretty slow. Like, it's a slow burn. It's like all of a sudden shit gets fucked up. That's a really deep dude. I bet he has all kinds of fucking shower thoughts. Yeah. Soap people. (laughs) Fucking soap people. Dude. Yeah, so if you, like, I'm willing to watch it again if you want to watch it, but. I might. I might. There's a fuckload of other movies I need to watch anyways, but. Now, if you guys have any suggestions of horror movies or anything that you'd like us to check out and talk about on here. Yeah, uh, if you made it into this, I hope you fucking make it to the end of these episodes. And if you do, fucking let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Because I'm we done with love suggestions. I can tell all kinds of crazy stories, but what do you guys want to hear? Yeah, the stories never end on this side because... Never. Our lives are just kind of just here. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm winging it. Still. When people are like, don't let life happen to you. I'm like, how? You know? Like, how? What does that mean? I don't even fucking know, man. Shit. Um, yeah, people are like, don't let life happen to you. You go out and make things happen. I'm like... Well, when I do, life is like, here's that one bill you forgot about. Here's a late fee. Every time I've ever planned anything, life's like, hey, remember that shit you fucking planned to do? Hey, go fuck yourself. Yeah! Here's some shit that will keep you 100% from not doing the shit that you made a plan for, so keep fucking winging it, bro. Yep. Like, well, I guess I've been really good at this anyway, so I'll keep doing it. Yeah, and you're just like, hey, I'm planning this. And then life is like, no, life was you so haven't been in a depressive state in 24 hours. Let's go for round two. <laughs> and then you're like, but I had all these plans. And then life is like, shut the fuck up. You're going to lay in bed and watch reruns of America's Next Top Model. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Just hit me in my fucking soul. Dude, I feel that. Man. All right, well, let's fucking wrap this up, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, for well, real, though. This is probably our longest one. It definitely is. <laughs> Go, team. Yeah, if you guys want to, like I said, want us to talk about anything. I'd love to comment. hear suggestions. Yeah. I really would. If you have any funny stories that you remember that we should tell. Ooh, that's what we should do for the next one. We should... Um, okay, so our DMs are officially open. We and yeah, yeah, yeah. Send us really... Is there a plane? It's a plane. God, fuck you guys. Um, send, so our DMs are open. We're gonna, this is decided. We're gonna do anonymous stories. So if you guys send us a story in our DMs, we won't reveal who you are, but make it really embarrassing and funny. And 
We'll see what we can do with that. <laughs> and if you didn't make it to the end of this podcast, then this is a backfire. And we'll just continue to talk about our own embarrassing stories. <laughs> anyway, we'll wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for listening. We've had decisions, good choices. Like, review. We're on all the fucking streaming platforms now. So oh, we're growing up in the world, guys. Growing up on Spotify and iTunes. But, um... We're so good. It's beautiful. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. See you later.